everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to your favorite, 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 favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. together. Oh, nice. yeah. I like it. Did you I guys learned. practice that ahead of time? We did. I learned. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I had to write it down so I wouldn't forget the. I don't remember what I was saying, so. Yeah. Write it down. It's a challenging word for Rohit, evidently. He has yet to say it. The S word? Yeah. I thought it was well, together. That's the part I never say. No, that's the part that you never do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys kick him to the curb. <laughs> uh,. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that music uh, that was at the beginning of our podcast. <laughs> that was, um, yeah. wait. Uh. So that pod, that music, <laughs> that music was written and uh, composed. Is that the correct term? Uh, yeah. So composed and played and everything uh, was done by our very, very special guest that we have in the studio today. It's a person that I've truly considered an honor to know i've known him for a few years now and if it's one thing that i will say this guy lives his life by it's passion and he's so passionate about music that you just and you bring it up and he just glows and he's got this huge smile on his face so with that welcome into the gyst podcast studio aaron id thank you Future, uh, future John Williams composer. Welcome, yeah. and, uh, welcome. One of these days, taking him over. One of these days. Well, you know, he has to die, and somebody oh, has geez. to replace him. So, <laughs> it's you just don't a make fact. the rules, right? I don't make just, the rules. Yeah. It just happens. He's gonna die one day. True story. True story. <laughs> the staff of GYST Podcast do not wish any harm on John Williams. No, he's a great guy. John Williams, I respect the shit out of John Williams for just the stuff because he is like one of the most monumental, like if you can name John Williams pieces, I mean, we all go to Star Wars, right? Or Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Schindler's List, and all of these incredible things. He's got so much stuff that he's just written and that he's so known for i mean he's one of those names like that is not going to go away because we all know the stuff (laughs) you hear it you immediately know what it is you're like wow people that know it don't even realize that they know it exactly it's one of those things it's like crazy you're like whoo yeah no so i love john williams but he's gonna die oh jeez and you gotta take (laughs) over you might as well be heir to the Yeah, throne. one of these days, one of these days. <laughs> if, I, if I could ever amount to even half of what he's done, I'd be okay. Hey, that everyone okay. everyone wants to kill the king, but the prince, <laughs> he just strolls along telling all the ladies that one day he's going to be the king. Uh-huh. That's yeah. true. Look yeah. at Tommen and Joffrey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Sam gave the thumbs up. <laughs> G-O-T. G-O-T. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, like one of the last people on the planet that doesn't watch that. So with that, uh, today's episode is all about finding your passion and, and really having a passion-driven life. I think so many of us lose ourselves because we don't pursue a passion or we treat a passion just kind of like as a side hobby. It's something I enjoy, mm. but it's not really something we actively work on developing Yeah, sure. for whatever reason might be. But Aaron, you've... You've definitely been living your passion. 
Do you kind of want to fill us in a little bit about how this passion came to you? The so, passion of music? Music, specifically? Um, you know, like I was saying before the show, it was just, uh, I was born with it. I mean, you ask any artist, you ask any musician, you know, like, how did you get into music? It's always been there. You know, you could ask, say, a computer program, like, what got you into programming computers? And they're like, oh, when I was 15, I was at my uncle's house. He had this awesome, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Started playing around with that, and I was like, oh, I want to go do that. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, you're, you're kind of born with, the, uh, with that artistic nature that, to create, and mine happened to be music. So it's just always been something so prevalent and just there. It's, yeah, you know, I don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, like having a left hand. I never really think about my left hand until somebody points out your left hand. And you're like, oh, yeah, I do have a left hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what that thing is. <laughs> Dang it. That's where it went. But yeah, so it's just been one of those things that's always been there. Hmm. And... The thing that I really enjoy talking to you about music with is, so I had, I had a blast. I went to the Seattle Symphony with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. By the way, that was uh, Beethoven's Eroica Symphony, which changed the world, literally. I did not recognize <laughs> any of the songs. Yeah. So, uh, but what I, what I did learn is I've only spoken to Aaron here and there a little bit about his music and and had him speak with other non-music people. Mm -hmm. And I found a way to relate to him, and he related to each of us. But when we were at the symphony, he was speaking to people who appreciate music, and when they hear... (laughs) (laughs) Yes! When when they hear (laughs) Beethoven... They recognize the different instruments and the different music, and and what was awesome is he'll be like, okay, uh, get ready for this. This is my favorite part because now he's coming in with this crescendo or whatever. Like he's just making up <laughs> all these like different things, and I'm just like, I don't know any. And I felt so <laughs> foolish being there, as all these people are just discussing music with him. But it was so awesome. I love, love, love talking to people and. And having them talk to me about their passion. And I had a chance to yeah. do that, Aaron. Yeah, and one of the things that I really appreciate about you is you can relate music to anyone. Whether they don't yeah. know anything or whether, you know, they're music fans just like you. It's true. Yeah, music is one of those things where it's just uh, everybody likes music. Everybody listens to music. You know, some people like certain music, some people like other music. But you don't have to be, you know, a virtuoso to appreciate music. You can be completely untrained, not know a single thing, not read music, not even know chord progressions, nothing. But you can still appreciate it, and music still has that power to just dramatically change your life. It can change your mood, it can change, you know, so many things, and you're like, wow. Because we have those go-to songs when we're sad. Yeah, exactly. we have those go-to songs when we're happy. Really we nice know, even though like, you may not even know exactly what it is in the music that is like enticing you into that, but it, it's just always there. Yeah, very, very powerful. That's funny, funny you say that too. Rohit and I had just discussed that, especially about <laughs> the sad music thing. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's like a go-to thing. Uh, okay, so I have to music know, what's and, your go-to song? Oh, I don't know. I don't think I have one specifically. <laughs> um, and it wasn't necessarily the go-to, but it was just the fact that people do it, being aware of it, yeah. right? That it happens. Um, 
very, very powerful. Can you imagine a movie without a soundtrack? Exactly. Like you had mentioned John Williams, but just think about what that does to you at TV shows, right? I mean, you take mm-hmm. out that that sort of typical suspense soundtrack yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that is in so many movies, then that scene means nothing. It's just someone dies. It's just like, okay, something's <laughs> happening on the stage, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, What's yeah. going on? I don't get it. Or somebody dies on screen, and it's it's not, it's nothing without the soundtrack. There's yeah. no emotional connection. The, all the build-up. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's the part that I really love about music is universally, mm-hmm. it's, it's meaningful. Yeah. And it, it doesn't take any training, any skill, anything to be able to appreciate. That's awesome. When, when did you compose your first piece? Oh. Um, and what was it? I know nothing, <laughs> right? So that's why I'm asking, yeah. like, from... So, my first piece, I was probably in maybe the fifth grade, um, just dinking around on the piano. And I uh-huh. think I still have the original... I think I still have that sheet music somewhere there. Really? Like, one day, I'm going to go make something out of this because it's complete garbage. Yeah. It's not any good. But yeah, I remember just sitting down and it was so much fun. That's just awesome. Just like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, bless you. Jeez. That was loud. That's not fun. You're freaking out our sound guy there. <laughs> Every time I sneeze, Sam gives me the finger for some reason. Yes. I know. And not where you want it. Because you probably have... What? <laughs> Why was that so loud? Just took his headphones off again. <laughs> Did you say what I thought you said? Yeah, you guys are weird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so much for this being a family-friendly show. It's always... Oh, look at the title. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so fifth grade. I mean, that's... Because that's... I, I know... I would have been in the same boat Rohit was in, going to the symphony with you. But I also would be like, yeah that's probably an amazing thing to go to. Like, I could appreciate being there. I wouldn't recognize sure. any of the of the pieces, but still yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, appreciating that the talent and stuff that goes yeah, into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, painstaking process and time that goes into it, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, now so um, that I'm getting more into it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a process. Yeah. And it's kind of like putting a, a puzzle together. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, background, because I'm sure everybody listening to now is like, well, they just go writing music. Yeah. No, I'm a... He's a rapper. A, <laughs> <laughs> no, MC I started piano lessons. I was maybe six, six or seven, mm. somewhere right around there, maybe eight. Um, so, since then, I've been studying um, classically. Oh, okay. So, um, the, you know, sitting down and writing music wasn't just like one day, oh, I'm going to sit down and write music. Mm-hmm. You know, it came from some training and it came yeah. from some background. Um, <clears throat> which, by the way, is not really uncommon for somebody in music to sit down and just start writing music. I mean, Mozart did it, right? But he's a special case. Yeah. <laughs> Mozart did it. No big deal. <laughs> may, I sh- may I share with you the my first time hanging out with Aaron? Yeah, please. Oh so Do I remember? You'll remember you, this. You will so, probably. <laughs> as he starts to tell it. So we'll, we'll have some pictures of Aaron on our GYSTpodcast.com website. As well as, uh, I think Kyle's, Kyle will have some stuff on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. But So for those of you who don't know Aaron, he's got long hair. And at the time, he had red hair. Um, 
streaks. backwards hat. Streaks. Red streaks. Awesome. Um, yeah. Like jeans. Like fire and engine red. That was really? Amazing. I miss that hair a lot. Like, yeah. like piercings. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> different piercings and things like that, you know. And, and he was just a, a nice guy. Like, that's just how I knew him. I didn't know anything about his music. So we get together for coffee. And uh, we're drinking coffee. Mm. And we're in his hometown of lovely Enumclaw, Washington. The Claw. The Claw. And yep. he's like, oh, do you want to come across the street with me? There's a music store. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just thinking maybe he just wants to buy a CD or something like that, right? So we go in and they have all these like musical instruments and like Wait. this is a real music store. Mm. And he like starts looking through some stuff and I'm just like, oh my God, we're about to get kicked out. They're looking at us and like, you know, totally, <laughs> I mean, totally being prejudgmental yeah. about Aaron and... and I was like, oh my God, we're going to get kicked out. They're going to call the police. Yes. And so he, he looks at all these different piano books and he's like, pick one, like something you like. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and I saw Phantom of the Opera, oh, something okay. that I recognized. Yeah. And Music of the Night has always been one of my favorite pieces. I was like, okay, you know, here's one. And I'm just looking at it. It doesn't make any sense to me, like all these squiggles and lines and whatnot. Mm, yeah. All good boys deserve fudge or something <laughs> like that. And uh, so Aaron... Like, he's never looked at this music before, and he just looks at it, he's like, huh. Sh- shrugs his shoulders, sits it down on a piano, and sits down in front of it, and I'm just like, Aaron, what are you doing as he's getting ready to play? So you had no clue. And just, I mean, I, it was an emotional moment for me. It was just so beautiful. That's a great piece. And just the look on his face, he just felt at home, and so relaxed, and so calm. I mean, the, he was in his element. And just this beautiful music came and people are turning their heads and looking. And all of a sudden I went from like hiding my head, like the police, I do not know this guy to, I was like, yep, that's my yep, home. That's right. That's my boy. <laughs> you know? And it's so funny because now I love like people who just know him casually. I'm like, oh, do you know Aaron's a, Aaron's a pianist? And you just like to say the word creep. It is kind of fun. It yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, he's really musically talented and nobody believes me. And that cracks me up now. And I know that's one of the things that Aaron loves is when people like underestimate his It's powers. true. Nobody expects it from me. <laughs> so did you have any idea at the time? None. You guys had never really talked about it at all. Uh, we might have mentioned it. I think that I had said that, I, oh, I play the piano. And people are like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, what like do you do? Like, or play the yeah. standard like 16 bars of Fair Elise yeah. because that's all that they can or Rugrats. get through. Or Rugrats, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, arguably, there's a lot of people on YouTube that play the piano, but they don't really play yeah, the piano. So, I think that's what a lot of people just kind of assume, especially coming from me. It's like <laughs> learning versus memorizing. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just, people, well, people memorize songs, but they don't know how to play the piano. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Or pieces, <laughs> if you will. Crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it was just so yeah. incredible. That was fun. And then the Legend of Zelda after that. Oh yeah, that was, there was awesome. the Legend In of the Zelda songbook. Yeah, the same day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, why not? Yeah, well, I had a gift certificate to them, and I lost it. So I oh. had a. I had uh, requested this book of uh, Prokofiev Panana- Piano Sonatas. What? And they're like, oh, well, we can order it. So I'm like, okay, great. Unbeknownst to me, they actually, like, buy it. 
and then turn around and sell it so they like last 50 bucks oh jerks <laughs> so I feel ashamed and I don't go back in because I'm like oh because they're never going to be able to sell a book of Prokofiev Piano Sonatas in Inamkla it's <laughs> just, like, just like no My, way so <laughs> listeners if you're not aware of what Enumclaw is <laughs> it, it's a it's the last place it's probably the last town on um, one of my favorite places and it has to do with one of my passions because it's on the way to Crystal Mountain mm-hmm. I enjoy skiing yeah so if you can imagine what is on the way to a um, a ski resort on a small two lane highway with no cell phone service for quite some time. <laughs> Edenclaw gets cell phone service. We but, get cell phone service there, but that's about it. But you pass the golf course, yeah, it, and you get nothing. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful country back there. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they are more known for selling things like tractors. Hmm. Tractors. Yeah. Work gear. There's uh, Yeah, you can find overalls. Yeah, lots yeah. of overalls. <laughs> Coveralls, they say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, in here, it is played classical pieces in a music store. Yeah. Requesting, um, I know nothing about it, but it's very specific. <laughs> Prokof- he's a uh, composer. Got it. Yeah. Very, so something that most people wouldn't be familiar with, especially in that area. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in that area. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kyle, let's, let's explore your passion a little bit. I know um, one, one of the great things that you've done is you've taken our leaders and our listeners and you've kind of t- taken them on this journey of you and your outdoor stuff with, with the Run 365. Uh, you were sharing all about that. Uh, you've talked about skydiving and pooping your pants. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Um, Luckily. Luckily, I didn't, but I wore my Depends that day. Golf. I mean, you do a lot of stuff outdoors. Is that your passion? I think so. I think so. So what I really, I had to, I had to think about it, right? So I enjoy running um, a lot, but I enjoy a lot of other things outdoors. So I had to think about, okay... Where did I get this passion for running from? The passion for running came from wanting to be outside and nobody else wanting to go. A lot of my friends are lazy, especially our sound guy. <laughs> but he been he been he been active though lately. But I think that's what it comes from, right? I was I had a couple of roommates. I was living in a house across the street from uh, Chambers Bay Golf Course. If you're familiar with that, the U.S. Open was there last year, oh, 2015, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So. We were living literally two blocks away, across the street, and like a, around the corner, a block and a half. And it was always beautiful in the summer. And I had, when I had my days off, it was like, okay, let's go do something. And not everybody wanted to do something outside. And I was like, all right, I'm not interested in sitting around and playing video games or doing inside shit or sleeping in all day. I want to be outside. And I want to do something I don't need anybody else to do with. So I'm going to go for a run. This beautiful trail is across the street at the golf course. And I'm going to see if I can run the whole thing. I started running because it didn't require anybody else. I didn't have to depend on anybody else to do it. And I did it. I fell in love with it. And I think really that stems from just wanting to be outside. So when I think about it, most of the things that I really, truly enjoy doing involve being outside. Hiking, biking, running, golfing, skiing, uh, playing tennis, anything, whatever. I mean, I'm not the fastest runner. I'm not the best golfer. I suck at tennis. But I like doing it. Kayaking. Did I say that? I wasn't counting. No. Yeah. No. Anything. If it's outside, I'm down. I want to do it. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. I like to get up off my ass and just go do something. Adventure. Enjoy shit outside. And have you always been that way? I think so. 
Maybe not as, well, I mean, as a kid, that's what you do, right? You go ride bikes, you play outside. Yeah, you go to the park. I didn't want to be inside. I played video games a little bit as a kid, but not that much. Yeah. I, I mean, even today, right? Ask Sam knows me pretty well. I have two video game systems. They're both old. They're expensive <laughs> Netflix devices <laughs> yes. that I hardly ever watch. Like, I've probably turned on Netflix three times in the past month. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in one of it was just to watch. Uh, I watched that movie, finally, um, The Big Short. Man, that movie's awesome. Big Short. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good movie. I was impressed. So I watched that finally anyways. But, yeah, I think it's been for a while. But if I really think back and find out where it stemmed from, especially this whole running thing, was it's it's that. I lived across the street from this <laughs> absolutely gorgeous park through yeah. this amazing golf course, right, overlooking the Puget Sound and the Olympics and everything else, I wanted to take advantage of it. And I didn't want anyone else or anything else to hold me back. So I just went for a run and enjoyed it. Huh. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like, it's interesting, like, the different kinds of, uh, you know, passions that we get. One is for music, one is for running. Yeah. You know, one might be for, you know, sculpting and things. Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting, those, those little things that, uh, you know, they mean so much individually to ourselves. And, and it's it, really, it's, uh, it's just one of those things that's so um, uplifting. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes from somewhere, right? So if I, I mean, if I think about an instance, that's it, right? I wanted to go, and I was like, okay, I'll do it again. It just kept happening. I don't know. I'm trying to think of where, where else it might have stemmed from. I think I just enjoy being outside. As a kid, it makes you, I guess, makes you feel nostalgic. Hanging out at the park playing basketball or something like that with your buddies or riding bikes around or just being goofy, carefree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Makes <clears throat> it feel good. Yeah. Oh. What about you? It's it's interesting. Kyle and I... You almost had a coughing fit a minute ago, too. I did. I, I was... Rohit almost died a second ago, <laughs> That guys. was kind of interesting. Yeah, he was like, I what was is going on? Yeah, this was going to He was like... Yeah. <laughs> I was almost like our previous guest, Patrick Liam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I Kyle, you and I kind of talk about this. We always, tend, you and I tend to talk about the same things. Mm-hmm. For you, it's it's running. For me, it's personal development. And yeah. we kind of wanted to stem away from that and talk about some of the other passions that we have. And as I was listening to you two talking, I realized my passion is appreciating other people's passion. And what I mean by that is I love, 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 Speaking to people about their passion. And a long time ago, I went for this random drive, and I ended up in Gig Harbor, Washington. And while I was there, I saw an oil and vinegar store downtown. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know anything about oil and vinegar. So I walked in, and the nicest person was working there. Her name is Wendy. And I went up to her, and I was like, I don't know anything about oil and vinegar. Uh... Would you have some time? Like, would you mind just kind of covering the basics with me? And she just got so happy. And she's like, Hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and for the next like 45 minutes, she was like having me try different things. Okay, this is why this is good. This is why this is good. This is how you would, this is what you would eat with this. Or this is how you would prepare this. And it just opened up this whole new world to me. Yeah. And you get that when you talk to people about their passions. Uh, a lot of times, Amit, our our web guy, him and I will hang out, and 
I've taken him on different adventures like this. Mm-hmm. And so I, one of the times we got together, I was like, just, just come over and don't have anything planned for two hours. So he's like, okay. So we drove to, and I didn't tell him what we were doing. We drive to Barnes and Noble. And he's like, oh, okay, we're just going to check out some books. This is kind of lame. He didn't say that, but I knew he was thinking. I could see it on his face. (laughs) We go straight to the kids section, right? And I shouldn't say this on air because I take a lot of dates to this. Um, This was not a date, by the way. Um, Sure it wasn't. And I just started picking up some, some random books from, you know, stuff that I grew up with. And I would just sit back in their kids section and just sit there reading. And he's just looking at me like, what is this guy doing? And so he's like, okay, I guess I'm here. So he starts going through the bookshelves. He's like, oh my God, I remember this book. And oh my God, I used to read this every day. And before you knew it, he had four or five different books. And we're just sitting there like little kids reading these books. Well, I'll go ahead and post the pictures. Please do. And uh, (laughs) it's just so much fun because it's introducing something that I'm passionate about connecting with my childhood. You know, we talked about one of our previous episodes is uh, discovering your inner child and or embracing your inner child. And here I am doing it and inviting him to join it with me. And in a way, he kind of rediscovered his mm-hmm. inner childhood and his passion for kind of having a nostalgic review of life. Yeah. And Aaron, I think the same thing happened with you. Like how many times have you and I gotten together where I'm just trying to soak up your brain as much as I can. <laughs> not just about music in general, because that's not important to me. Music is nice, but but that's not important. What's really important is my friend and how music makes his heart feel mm. and how excited he gets just talking about it. That's what makes me glow when someone else is doing this. And mm. even as a kid, you brought up video games, right? I had, I've had all the systems growing up, mm-hmm. but all my friends know that I don't play video games. But I love watching people play video games. <laughs> and so sometimes, like, like my brother-in-law was over here the other day, and, like, 30 minutes later, he's like, are you sure you don't want to play? Like, I'm still playing. I feel kind of weird. I'm like, oh, no, I'm having a blast. I'm sitting there with a bag of chips, like, oh, he's doing this. Asking he's doing questions about yeah. it right? stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's my passion. So you're kind of like a passion voyeur. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) See where else that goes. Creep. (laughs) So, Aaron, I I had something to bring up with you as you work on this. Because where are you going to school again? Uh, Berkeley. College of Music. (laughs) I feel so proud every time he says that. I seriously brag about you all the time. And I think you know this. I'll just bring random people. I'm like, this is my friend Aaron that I was talking to you about. Remember that process of going through that? You were one of ten people that knew... When I had applied. Yeah. Maybe nine wow. people. I was like, Whew. because I knew you would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to tell her it. <laughs> so as you're working on mastering your passion, uh, I want to talk about this. These, these are the four kind of stages that someone goes through as they're mastering their... Uh, it, it, these are kind of like four requirements for mastering anything. And just kind of wanted to read over these four and see if you agree or... or how these have applied to your life. Okay. So one, mastering anything is going to take time, right? <clears throat> Absolutely. You, you have to set time aside and you have to be dedicated to it. Yeah. Two, you need some energy. You have to be able to drive yourself. You can't just let, you can't just feed off other people's energy. You need to have your own energy and, and drive that forward. Three, 
there's got to be a lot of frustration. A lot oh, yeah. of it's it's not just a straight path. I mean, it's a wiggly path all <laughs> over the place. You know, you do uh-huh. something's right, something's wrong. And then four, it's going to require a lot of change. You can't continue with the life that you've been living day in, day out, right. and expect things to dramatically change. So those are the four requirements to mastering anything. It's going to take time. It's going to take energy. It's going to cause frustrations. And it's it's going to require some change. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the time is the big thing. Um, you know, music is one of the things where... <laughs> um, you can't just decide one day, I'm going to pursue... <laughs> I'm going to play the guitar. I'm going to pursue, you know, a piano performance degree. I could tomorrow decide, I want to go for engineering, network engineering. Mm. And I could go apply and I could get into, you know, whatever. Assuming I had the math, but whatever. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a lot of time. You know, there's probably, for every person that's accepted into, you know, a music school, there's at least 15 years work of you know, 15 years worth of prior work going into that. And so, I mean, the, the time commitment is just astounding. Um, plus the time commitment that it takes once you're in. Mm-hmm. Because then, I mean, it's the big race then. I mean, you're in yeah. conservatory, you're in university, you're, you know, wherever. And, you, you know, you have those deadlines of... Uh, you know, classes. You have to have something memorized and learned and performed for a grade. If you fail on that, you don't get the grade. It's, you know, it's a pass-fail. You fail, right? And so, I mean, just the time that it takes um, to get that done is just astounding. And so the time that it's taking me now, because I work full-time, I go to school full-time. Um, yeah, I mean, to be able to record... Um, you know, this podcast is taking time away that I don't have. But I wanted to because my friend Rohit asked me. So, but, you know, the, the it's going to take me a lot of catch-up work, you know, throughout the week to be able to finish. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just, you have to eliminate a lot of things. So I eliminated a lot of video games. So even though I get half mocked for not having played Pokemon Go yet, <laughs> it's one of the things. <laughs> You could do it while you're driving. Uh, hey. <laughs> the staff of GYST <laughs> Podcast does not condone driving and using your cell phone. Every time I say something, that's going to be the disclaimer. I, I don't want us to get sued. You talked about killing John Williams earlier. I didn't talk about I, killing him. Nobody no. said he was going to be killed. I said, John Williams everyone is wants to die. kill the king. <laughs> oh, yeah, king. Yeah. We have no prior knowledge of John Williams being assassinated <laughs> two oh, weeks geez. from now. Who even used that word? My goodness. <laughs> yeah, jeez. talking about old age here. Well, I like that. So the four stages of mastery, I would say. Yeah. The four stages of mastering your, your passion. When you, were, when you were talking and you'd mentioned engineering, I just kind of thought, I know we got to wrap up pretty soon here. But I started thinking that most things can be learned, but arts cannot. Right. Engineering people can learn, I feel like. Um, but there are certain architects yep. that are beyond what you can learn. They're true artists of their craft. Sure. They've mastered their craft. Sure. You can learn how to, you can learn the structure of a song and how to uh-huh. build, a, a, create a, a, a piece of music, right? And, and you can learn how to play the piano. Uh-huh. But true artists like Mozart, you had mentioned, you, yeah. you can't teach those things. Right. Those are things that you just have to have, right? Innate ability to do these things, right. whatever it may be. So I kind of just thought that, like, skills can be learned, arts cannot. 
is kind of something that I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to because you can be born with a passion for, you know, painting or a passion yeah. for dancing or whatever. But that's alone is worthless. How do you it's teach what somebody you how to take paint? You, because you develop. Yeah. It's the practice. It's the individual's practice, time and time again, trying what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing something away, starting over. You know, I've thrown away countless pieces of music. And I'm oh, like, I okay, this imagine. is like, terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and you begin again. It's uh, you develop your talents. You develop, you know, exactly. You, you even develop your passion because uh, you know, as you're learning more and more and more, you appreciate more and more and more what you're doing. Uh, so, I mean, those things, um, uh, it takes a lot of work and it takes that uh, developing to do. But as, as far as, uh, you know, learning arts and let's say it's the underlying um, passion that you're born with, I think, mm-hmm. that is the springboard that it allows, you know, arts, let's say music and dancing so, to just really grow and flourish. Yeah. So I think it really starts with that base passion, whatever it is. Um, um, even let's say computer networking, if you have that passion for it, you find that maybe later in life, but I think you're, you're, you're still kind of geared for that. And it's that passion that allows you to be able to go to school and really enjoy what you're doing and learning and developing that. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it's good you say that. I think, and so sometimes I equate passion with having the drive. Yeah. So having a passion for music and being good at it are two completely different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you can have a passion for music, but undeveloped. Yeah. You know. It does nothing. Or you can be very skilled musician, but you're not passionate, so you don't do anything with it. it yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. if you, you know, run into that hang-up and you just suddenly, yeah. you know, have to give up or whatever. You're just like, whatever. It's just like you do one poor performance and then you give, yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. go away. Crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, with that with that being said, I think we're going to wrap up the episode here. Thanks again. Aaron, thanks for coming. Yeah, well, you know, thank you for inviting me. Anytime I get a chance to talk about music, my passion. <laughs> you're, you're signing up for it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I need to tell, have people to tell me to shut up. So. Got it. It's got a good it. thing we have a clock. That... I know. Sam's, <laughs> Sam's flashing the, the, uh, the sign at us. telling want us to get out of here. Wrap it up, but, B. You'll, you'll wrap it up, B. <laughs> you're cool. Um, but if you could, when you send Sam... Um, the piece to put together. Is there a couple pieces that you have that you could send that I could listen to as well? Yeah, I can that send we could all a, check out? Yeah, I can send a couple, yeah. Yeah, awesome, awesome. I'd be interested in, in listening to those. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet, sweet. Um, so listeners, that being said, uh, Rohit went downstairs to grab our dinner uh, as, as it shows up to the front door here. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up. So today's episode was all about finding your passion or the four stages of mastering your passion, if you will. Um, so what we talked about today is what goes into your passion, time. Um, Aaron, you'd mentioned your first piece was like in the fifth grade or something like that. And yeah, you've, been, yeah. you've been learning how to play the piano since you were six years old. Um, I won't ask you how old you are right now, but it's been a little while, right? You've <laughs> played, been, you played the yeah. piano for a couple years. It's like 25, 26 years. Give or take, right? Yeah. So time and the amount of energy that's gone into that, frustration with the pieces that you thought were just garbage for whatever reason, yep. you just scrapped them and what you did to change those pieces, right? So when you think about what your passion is and how to master your passion, the kind of the four stages that you'll go through to get to that are uh, taking a lot of time, consuming a lot of energy, frustration, and then the change as well. Uh, so keep that in mind. 
I also wrote something down that I just want to plug because I met this man over the weekend and he left a lasting impression on me at the Fremont Farmer's Market. My mm. man John Tran of John's Kimchi. He uh, is a handcrafted kimchi. I don't know if you guys like kimchi. It's spicy mm-hmm. fermented cabbage. It's kind of an Asian thing. You gotta, I guess you got to grow up with it to like it. It's an acquired taste. Korean. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Um, but the man was just seemed super happy just to be there. He had samples out. It tasted pretty good. Uh, so I bought a I bought a bottle of it. And he had kimchi fried rice. So I got some of that and tried it. He was just super thankful, super gracious, and it was absolutely delicious. This man really loved his craft, and um, I was compelled to visit his website. And I left um, a message on his blog post for him. And he already commented back on it. This was literally yesterday. I think I wrote on it. Um, so check it out. John's Kimchi. I'll leave the, the link in the website on, uh, on our website. And then, of course, our typical plugs. Facebook.com slash GYSD podcast. Instagram.com slash GYSD podcast for some uh, images and video from the show today. And again, like always, leave your feedback on iTunes. Uh, rate the episodes. Share them with your friends. If you don't have an iPhone, you can still listen to us. What uh, what podcast player do you have on your Android? Um, Stitcher is is one that that most people use. Stitcher? It's either iTunes or Stitcher. Got Those it. are two of the biggest so, ones. So Stitcher on your iTunes device, or sorry, wow. Stitcher on your Android device. Uh, iPhones obviously have built in um, players. podcast players. So, like, so what do is Windows phones. What is this thing? What am I talking about right now? Built in <laughs> podcast players. Uh, a lot of people who own iPhones don't even really realize it. Like, what's that? Oh, that's what that right? is? Yeah. yeah. It's a they podcast. They put in that folder yep. that, you know, look us up. I can't Listen delete to it. it. Yeah, the one you can't delete but you don't want to use, so yeah. it's in the folder on the last page. Yeah. yeah. Bring that shit back. Log in. <laughs> type in Get Your Shit Together podcast and we'll pop up. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks yeah. again. Thanks and, for being uh, here, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everyone, enjoy your week and uh, take it away, Robin. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.